Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Making It. My name is Mirabelle, I'm your host, and on today's episode, we have an amazing musician. Her name is Marie, spelled M-R-E-E, and I've been following Marie for quite some time now, since like the OG YouTube days of the early 2010s or so, and we actually got connected through Twitch, where I mod for her now, and where she plays games streams music, does improv and composing. It's a really good time on there. If you don't know Marie, she is a self-producing artist of dream folk ambient music. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically the most calm. It It's floaty, it's atmospheric, it's dreamy, and it really transports you to another world. So I encourage you to go listen to her music. In this episode, we talk about our songwriting processes, which there are some similarities, but there are also some very opposite things that we do, which I found to be really interesting. We talk about live streaming on Twitch, gaming, music, and as well as video game compositions, and we get into the topic of introversion and extroversion and what it's like to be an introverted musician all the challenges and the benefits that that entails. And finally, we talk a little bit about processing our emotions. So it's a really packed episode. I hope there are some takeaways. I hope you gain some new insights as I did when I was speaking with Marie. I had a great time chatting with her. You should all check out her music and her Twitch streams. All the links will be in the description wherever you are listening to this. And I hope you enjoy. A long time no see, although mm-hmm. not really, because I see you on Twitch all the time. <laughs> it's a little same. bit different, though, like, it, both of us on screen at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, glad it's working, because we've, we've had issues in the past. Just so many. Every time. <laughs> Every time. <Yeah. laughs> um, but so for Twitch, why did you start streaming on Twitch? Let's start there. Um... I started because it was it was something I've wanted to do for a while um, because I've like prior to Twitch, I hadn't really shared how much I loved video games and how kind of important they had been in my life, like influencing even the kind of music I make and stuff that I'm interested in. Um, So I really wanted to share that with people and um, Twitch just seemed like the perfect way to do that as well as merging, you know, regular, my regular music self. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of, I, I tried it as like a trial thing, not really knowing where it would go. Um, but I ended up loving it so much and I look forward to it every week. Yeah. Um, I also have asked my patrons for, if they have any questions for you and for other people that I'm having on, And so I guess I'll just sprinkle in whatever is relevant, but I'll probably leave some in the end. Um, But so Eric, (laughs) Eric asked, what percentage are you a a musician and what percent a gamer now that you've been doing this on Twitch? (laughs) Um, I mean, if you're just looking at my Twitch page, it's way more gaming. (laughs) Um like probably 90 music sorry 90 game 10 music or something like that um but in like my regular day-to-day it's definitely i don't really 
do video game stuff outside of Twitch mm-hmm. unless I'm doing like a video for YouTube um, um, or if I'm working on like video game music. But gaming wise, I'd say that maybe takes up it's really hard (laughs) to tell because like I don't know it's all it's all like mixed up for me like gaming is really fun it's also like kind of semi-work because it's twitch and it's a way to make money Mm. um but it's also a nice way to relax and I don't know I would say if I had to put a percentage of like me as a person and my career as a whole I'd say music 90 gaming 10 so the opposite of Mm -hmm. what my twitch channel looks like (laughs) do you still play games outside of twitch now or is that like your dedicated gaming time it's i haven't like had a lot of time to just game by myself which i kind of miss a little bit even though i love gaming on twitch it's something where i do have to always be on for versus like Mm -hmm. you know sitting down relaxing not really worrying about time going by with awkward silence because (laughs) no one's watching me um so I do I do want to like get that time to myself back in some way Mm -hmm. um with games uh yeah because it's not now it's just like it's mainly just my twitch time is my gaming time but I'd I'd like to get back to it just like for fun yeah Do you think that streaming on Twitch, like when you do music stuff, do you think that it's maybe made you more confident in performing or anything in that aspect? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I have yet to do a performance in real life because of COVID since I started um, on Twitch. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do feel like, you know, from when I first started Twitch to where I am now, it's, it's, I feel so much more comfortable, like... I love doing on the spot requests are so much fun for me versus something that used to be, I used to be kind of nervous about. Um, and I, I feel also just more okay with performing as myself versus this like image of myself, mm. of my music self that I had kind of hid, not hid, be- hid behind, but like I used to just kind of, want to be seen as this one one thing when I perform just like very professional very put together um kind and you know all those things but I like that with twitch I can kind of be more silly and take my time and interact with everybody so it's definitely made me feel more confident in performing yeah I think that throughout the past year because I mean we've both been streaming I think we started around the same time um, but I also really? feel the same. I thought that you you started streaming like a lot <sighs> earlier than me. Or no, did I just make that up? I started in like mid-August of last year. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's only been I a thought, year-ish. I thought you'd been like streaming for years. <laughs> like you're so you're oh, no. so knowledgeable of like the ins and outs of Twitch. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, what am I doing? I no. Yeah, no, I spent a lot of time on Twitch, though, like when it I started out. So I think that's probably why, like mm-hmm. following all the raids, meeting all the people. And yeah, the music community is actually pretty small. Like if you hang out long enough or like go to people's streams and say hi and stuff, like 
it, you'll start seeing like the same people viewer wise and everything mm. it's pretty cool <laughs> mm-hmm. do you think you'll keep streaming once live shows come back like if you'll do more music streams on twitch still probably yeah i mean at this i i am not doing a whole lot of music streams right now but yeah. um even if i do start performing live i'll definitely still be doing my gaming streams and i'll I'll still sprinkle in some music streams mm-hmm. uh, as well. Yeah. I still think it would be cool if like live shows had a Twitch chat sort of thing. Although yeah. it might like take away from the live show thing because everybody would just be on their phones texting, <laughs> chatting. That's true. <laughs> Maybe. That's very true. But, like, yeah, I, cool. I don't it's I miss that so much just like being in the same room with people and like feeling that energy like it's it's so nice to be able to talk to everybody um Mm -hmm. but it's just like it's it's like a different different thing like it's hard to compare the two because i like i feel like i know a lot of my community Mm -hmm. really well through twitch and that's kind of hard to get when you do it live other than like after the show at like the merch table or something but even then it's a very limited amount of time um but yeah, it'd be interesting if there's a way to like merge the two without it being awkward yeah. in real life. For the, the games, Frank asked, out of all the games you've played, what is your favorite or saddest <clears throat> and cutest? Mm. Okay, so my favorite, my, my favorite game, the saddest game and the cutest game mm-hmm. are those three different games. I mean, it doesn't okay. have to be. Maybe they're okay. all the same game. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, I think I will always have a spot in my heart for Undertale because for a lot of reasons, <laughs> I mean, it's such a beautiful game mm-hmm. and sad and really funny. Um, but it also was like the start of my Twitch channel. Like that was right. one of the first games. So I feel like there's some level of like nostalgia there for me. And um, it just makes me happy thinking back to playing that game, like meeting everybody for the first time and like forming these these connections with everybody through this game. So Undertale is definitely up there. Um, I also really loved A Short Hike. Oh, yeah. That one really sticks out to me. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's cute and it's silly, but it's also very heartfelt. Like, I feel like I'm I'm really drawn to games like that where there's kind of like a little bit of everything, but at the core of it, it's like a really beautiful, wholesome story. Um, Mm -hmm. So I really like that one. And um, I think I (laughs) just lastly... Uh, the frog detective game. <laughs> I think maybe it's just because I recently played it, but that game was so funny, and I just I love having like f- fun times with everybody, and um, it's nice to have a game that's just kind of like silly and light, and you don't have to go too deep if you don't want to go there on a yeah. you know. It's great. Stream. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one. How many frog so detective those... games are there? I think there's three. I think there's, so it's the one that we played, and then there's like the wizard, something wizard, and then another one that's coming out maybe later this year. Ooh. I think. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Would you, you haven't done gaming streams on your channel, have you? Or did I, did I miss those? No, it happened. I've only played games, like community games, um, on occasion, like when 
my friend and I released our lo-fi album. We did a little release party and then we played some games. Um, oh, nice. and I think like for my graduation stream surprise thing, we played some games. Um, but, but no. Animal Crossing once and then Animal Crossing once with you. <laughs> oh, <the> yeah. Only... <laughs> That's the only time. Yeah. Do you think you want to move into playing more games or is that just like you want to kind of keep that separate and just this be like your music place? I think I want to keep it separate, but recently I think I've been like, I feel a little burnt out of music streams or something mm -hmm. or like taking that week off being in Vancouver. I think that might have killed the momentum or something. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you do music streams that frequently. Um, like I, f it takes a lot out of me when I do music streams. Mm. So I need like a lot of rest in between. So I don't, yeah, I can understand that, but it's, yeah. I don't, I don't know how people just do music all the time. Like I do not have. Uh, there's like chatting. There's talking and chatting and whatever mm -hmm. happens on stream. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've been like cutting it down to two streams a week now because I, I'm like, I'm singing the same songs <laughs> and yeah. like the same people come back, which is amazing, but like the same people request the same songs. And so right. I think. I'm just, and I'm adding new songs, but it's like a slow process. And I think I'm just like getting bored of that repetitiveness or something right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mm -hmm. can understand that. It's, it's definitely a different like way to go about performing versus in real life. Like, you know, when you do a, sh a show and there's like probably new people coming in also like mm -hmm. depending on what city you're in, like you can play the same songs, but have a whole different experience with people so right. that's something i've i've always like been kind of like confused about on twitch before just like wait are we all like hey we did this last week like right <laughs> like two days but, ago <laughs> right right so i i i i felt kind of self-conscious about that in the past too and that's why i've been kind of just sprinkling in my music streams here and there as a um, viewer though like as a viewer, I don't see this being a problem. And like talking to some people in my chat, they're like, but we love it. We we love, they like just hanging out in chat, I think, and like right. having music in the background sort of thing. If they're just working, lurking and yeah. working. <laughs> For yeah. sure. That's, that's what I've been like picking up on too. It's like, I think viewers just like love the community and mm -hmm. getting to spend time together and you know, if it's the same songs every time, it's it's not really about that. It's about sharing this moment with everybody, which is is really nice. And yeah, I mean, personally, I don't know why people come back to my streams <laughs> because I'm like, we did this, we did this before, <laughs> but I'm so grateful. And it's always yeah. a good time in your streams. <laughs> oh, thanks. It's, it's very cozy and it's very chill and you opening up and being more silly on stream has been really fun. Oh, yeah. thank you, Mirabelle. <laughs> From uh, best mod, hey. best mod of the year, years? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, how long have you been streaming? I think over, just over a year for sure, but... A little bit over a year, a few months. For your music, do you ever watch back your old music videos or like listen to your releases? Yeah. Um, music videos, I tend to not 
um i'll do that once in a while just to like if i'll get a comment on youtube and i'll just be like oh i wonder what it feels like to watch this for the first time um and listening back to music i do that occasionally usually happens like if henry and i are on a long drive somewhere and we're just like you know what does this sound like now and mm. see if it see how we feel about it but yeah once i like once i release a song if it's like been pretty close to release i i really don't go back and listen to my stuff like the bloom ep i don't i can't listen to i've just spent too much time with it and like mm -hmm. listening back during like the mixing and mastering that i'm meh, i can't <laughs> anymore um yeah how do you feel about that i i've listened i actually do listen to some songs when they're like just released it's like oh yeah i made that thing it's pretty mm -hmm. cool but then like if i listen back to older music then I cringe. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. Why I is this out that. there? <laughs> I feel that it like haunts me. It haunts yeah. me so badly. Like that <laughs> raid yesterday. Um, I was gonna say, how did you feel about that? <laughs> um, I think what was helpful was when he played the music video like to everybody. It was like kind of like it wasn't like hd it was kind of like <laughs> rough looking so i'm like okay maybe that can like hide the fact that this was so like amateurly done um so i was like okay and <laughs> it was also the music was kind of quiet too so i was like mm. that's fine it's fine but uh yeah it's it's hard for me to listen back to i think that song in particular because i i've grown a lot as a musician and like as a producer that there's so many things that bother me a lot about that mm. so uh yeah that's one i it's it's hard to go back to we're our mm. own worst critics because <laughs> yes it's true I, it still sounds great to, to the audience to me to everyone else listening i'm pretty sure <laughs> oh thanks so. yeah it's it's hard <laughs> i mean you know the earliest works it's ah yeah i mean but, I only just started putting out music like last year and I think like even just within the year like my last song that I put out compared to the first song that I put out I'm already like I don't like what I put out there <laughs> like I don't like this can I just restart can I just delete everything oh yeah. I know the feeling <sighs> do you think that there was a defining point in your career where you figured out like your sound because it's very unique and especially Bloom, I think, is like a whole new mm. world now. I think, um, I think I'm going to say Winterwell, even though that was my second album. I think that was when I like was really getting into production mm -hmm. and Grow was more just like me. It was my first album, my first time writing music. And so I didn't really have time to like cultivate a sound but I think with Winterwell I just like took my time and had fun with just creating s sonic spaces that I feel like even though it's it's more of a folky album than what I'm doing now I think there are elements to it that that kind of that still are consistent between then and now mm. um and with Bloom I think 
that like kind of ambient sound has always like been in me and all like has been in my music whether it's like an intro of a song or like an outro I think I just kind of let just let it all out like that that part of me for Mm -hmm. bloom um and so that was really fun but I don't I think I I just kind of like going wherever the music goes and I think my music will always kind of sound like me but we'll have different themes and you know elements to it but I think I mean I don't know that's how I feel I'm not sure how it feels as a listener but Mm -hmm. um yeah I I think to answer your question I think it all kind of started with Winterwell and I've just been kind of developing that over time do you think you'll write more instrumental music then for like since Bloom is pretty much all instrumentals there are some lyrics Mm -hmm. but they're not like in the forefront yeah um i i have like a a three song piano ep that's completely done it has no lyrics um it's just i have to finish mixing it and mastering but yeah it's been hard for me to get back into writing lyrics after bloom Mm. i think um i just it's hard to like step away from writing for a while and come back to it without feeling like just kind of out of touch with it. It's I've never felt like lyrics were like my strongest skill. I, I feel the most comfortable with writing the music and producing. Um, so I think also just I've been telling myself in my head that like, oh, I'm not, I'm not a great lyricist, which is probably adding to this like writer's block that I'm having with lyrics. Um, so I do want to keep pushing that though. I think um, I'm really wanting to write and release music that do have vocals and lyrics kind of at the forefront mm-hmm. after Bloom. Um, just cause I don't want to, like, I feel like if I released my piano EP right now, it'd be like making a statement that I'm moving into a purely Mm. instrumental space, which I don't want to do. I want to kind of keep it open, but I could also just be overthinking all this. Probably am. Um, So I don't know. I don't know what, what's happening next, but I do want to be um, writing more lyric focused songs okay well cool yeah i think i would think though also that like if you did release the piano thing right now after bloom i would probably think that that's the direction you're headed in but if you were to bring out another song with lyrics in the forefront then it wouldn't i don't think it would mean anything or anything (laughs) like it's Mm -hmm. just yeah 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 (laughs) i it's hard to separate like the i guess like the i don't know if it's a business side of things or just like Like marketing branding yeah exactly it's hard to separate that from the creative process and sometimes it's i mean most of the time it's really important to to not think about that stuff Mm. um but it's it's all a balance that do you you like Thinking about all the marketing and branding business side of things. Oh, I hate it. I do, <laughs> I do not like it at all. Um, 
I mean, I, I, I try and stay as far away from looking at numbers as I possibly can, but, um, it's hard to avoid and it's hard to stop myself from that temptation to mm-hmm. compare myself from other people, other artists. Um, so yeah, for that reason, I just, I don't, I don't want the marketing stuff to influence the creative side, but I know that it's also an important thing if, you know, someone wants to pursue this as a career, I get that it's important. So I, I do have to sometimes focus on that, but I, I'd like the majority of my time to be more on just creating. Yeah. I actually find it kind of fun sometimes. <laughs> really? What What yeah. do you like about it? I, the engagement, I think, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But I get that, like, the numbers. I think, like, somebody has said that comparison kills, and that is very true. But also, I, you can look at it in a different way and using comparison as, like, a way to improve on whatever it is. Like, that could be healthy. could be healthy comparison. But there's, like, a right. very fine line between the good and bad (laughs) absolutely yeah i i think it could be a very strong motivator Mm -hmm. and i think that the trick is just knowing yourself enough to know how much you can take before it becomes too much like too debil oh my god debilitating debilitating (laughs) whenever i'm on camera i second guess my words so mm-hmm. much I feel um, that. <laughs> but yeah I think it it's so, something that people like it, it's important to sit down and define that for yourself because it's something mm-hmm. I've definitely struggled with but I can definitely see it see, being a motivating factor for sure I think that was at the beginning of it all that's kind of m- what I was was focusing on more than I am now mm. um yeah. I think because it was like new and exciting and things were just happening quickly, but now that I've been in it for a while and the numbers numbers kind of, you know, they're not climbing significantly like they mm-hmm. were when I was first starting out. It's it I think I am more sensitive to that. Um mm-hmm. so I think that's why I'm more just like trying to protect myself in that way. Yeah. That makes sense. Maybe that's just where I'm at. I feel like I'm very much at the beginning of it all. And so it's a little bit more exciting. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you've been playing piano and flute for a long time, right? Those mm-hmm. are your two main instruments? Yeah. Oh, and guitar well, too. Yeah, I started on piano and then uh, my mom taught us Chinese zither um, because she played in orchestra in Taiwan before they moved to Canada. Um, yeah. (laughs) And so like we learned that as kids, we, cause my brother and I, and then picked up flute and guitar kind of around the same time in like junior high-ish or so. Mm -hmm. Um, flute was my brother's instrument because he had joined band in junior high and then he quit. And so I picked it up (laughs) and then I continued. Oh, Um, wait, did you pick it up in band in school? Actually, no, I took like I took private lessons on flute before I joined band in high school. Oh, okay. So, Very cool. Yeah. So I've been playing for some time, and but like it's all been more in like the classical realm, I guess, mm-hmm. of music. And then like singing, songwriting has been like 
a hobby that I've done just by myself or like with a friend or something, but never like, yeah, but now it's become more integrated. Now I'm kind of merging the classical and popular side. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what made you want to release music? Was there like a moment where you remember like, oh, like I want to do this now? Or has it just been like, kind of like, I'll try it out? It was kind of like I I wanted to try it, I think. Because mm-hmm. YouTube, watching yourself and like other OG YouTubers <laughs> releasing music, like that, it's like, that's a cool thing. It seems fun. So I have like, I have like a video of me doing like a One Direction song in my pajamas, like unlisted on YouTube right now. <laughs> um so I did that just for fun and like talent shows with my friend. Like it's just been like a fun thing. And then I've always been like sharing snippets of songs or like random guitar things on like Instagram and stuff. And I think like my friends were the ones who were like, this is really good. You should actually put it out there. You should actually do it. And so I started doing it. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think the online community can be like really exciting. And I think when I started too, I kind of felt similarly just like watching everyone on YouTube. And I was like, I want to give this a go and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, the, the support and the feedback was just like really nice that I just, it just kept propelling me to go forward. And I think like especially communities like Twitch, like everyone that I've come across has been so supportive and kind and generous. And I feel like for musicians who are, you know, starting off or, or entering in a new sphere of genre or I don't know. (laughs) I I just think in general, it's, it's been a, a really nice thing to see like people starting off and getting such wonderful feedback from other people on that platform yeah i think twitch is definitely what's been like the main community building thing platform Mm -hmm. because it all started with twitch and then like now everyone has like discords associated with their twitch and i think that's really where my community is being built from Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool (laughs) so many tools i know it's too many (laughs) there's too many (laughs) things to keep track of yeah yeah i feel that being online having an online presence for a while um this is kind of well my question and also carver brought up this question as well being half taiwanese and half bulgarian right um Mm -hmm. have you ever been faced with any adversity in the industry based on your background or any like unique experiences um I feel like I have been very fortunate throughout my career in that it had been kind of, I didn't really have a lot of gatekeepers that, that like I needed to kind of open the doors for me, like through YouTube and just like being online and building my community organically. Um, I personally had, haven't really experienced any kind of adversity based on my background like that. Um, I have, however, being a female in the industry experienced um, 
kind of just not really being taken seriously as a musician and a producer. Um, and not something that, I mean, it's hard to tell on the, like, on the big scope of things, like if my experience would have been different, if I, you know, look different, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's, it's something that I, I know a lot of other people have struggled with. And, um, I think I just kind of want to keep perpetuating this, you know, the message that anyone can make music and be a producer and that, you know, you don't have to be a certain gender or ethnicity or, um, age to, to, to make music or to start making music. There are a lot of times when I'm, I like wish that I was the opposite gender. Just so mm. many, not like music wise, but like just in general. Yeah. There are lots of moments. Same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I know. It's, it's kind of, uh, don't need to get into that, but yeah, I, I feel that too. Yeah. As, as an introverted person, do you, have you found any difficulties with that then navigating the field? Uh, I'd say yes. Yes and no. Mm -hmm. I feel like because I'm introverted, I am not super great with like networking and putting myself out there in that way. It doesn't come naturally to me. I feel like I don't push for myself as much as someone who is more um extroverted, extroverted. <laughs> i was like outroverted that's not a world and, okay so it's extroverted i'm i think that um yeah i that's something that was when i had management was great because i didn't have to really worry about that i knew that there was someone working for me that can kind of push for the things that i am uncomfortable doing myself and so yeah that that side of of the music business as an introvert has been difficult for me to navigate at times um but i think in terms of making music i think it's i really like the fact that i'm an introvert because i can i feel like my sensitivity really helps me hone in on my my skills and spend time with like detailed things like sounds and harmonies um not that people who are extroverted aren't able to do that also but i think um i'm just really comfortable being in my own space in my own world alone it has been difficult collaborating so that's one thing that i don't know if it's not it's not all introverts but me it's been difficult for me to like come out of my shell and feel comfortable being creative in front of people mm -hmm. um so that's something I've been working on, but it's uh it's been a long journey and I'm not I'm not I'm not super comfortable with that yet, but yeah. I was going to get better. Yeah, I was going to ask about like how you feel about collabs <laughs> because I've been doing these songwriter session things, but like Wishani, she's a huge extrovert and she loves doing these songwriter sessions and writing with people mm -hmm. and she loves bouncing ideas off of one another. And I was saying that I am a huge introvert and that I was mm -hmm. like, before the stream started, I was like, I'm, I'm a little bit scared of doing this. Um, but like, you know, like stepping outside of my comfort zone every now and then. 
although it's just like it's not that fun but it's kind of nice to get out there like i was realizing throughout that session that i don't like writing with other people really <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i mean that's props to you for doing that like that that's a difficult thing it, that was during a stream like you were that was live right mm -hmm. that's i mean that is also just like an added level of like whoa there are a lot of people watching which would be very difficult for me mm -hmm. um but like props to you for doing that that's that is awesome Thanks. um yeah i've it i had to do a lot of like co-writing in school and what would end up happening is like we'd have like a meeting i like i i you know we talk about what we want to write about and like kind of make some progress but very little and then i'd be like okay like i'll just like come up with something and send it your way <laughs> and so i would like create this song basically and be like okay what do you think like i just i just hit a wall when mm. when there's someone else in the room yeah. but then when i'm by myself it's like oh everything opens up and i can think again yeah. um so i really i admire people who can do that openly and not feel self-conscious like i do mm -hmm. um about it but yeah there's pros and cons to both i think yeah to, to both ways i was like this idea that i have in my head right now i can't present it until i like it <laughs> right whereas shani was like throwing out all these ideas whether they're good or bad and then just seeing mm -hmm. how the other person reacts like, I can't do that. <laughs> same, same. I I don't like throwing out ideas that are not well thought out either. Yeah. Like, I like <laughs> things to be prepared. And I don't know. That's just the way I've always been. Mm -hmm. um, I think I can, you know, try being a little bit more adventurous with that. But it is, it is hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then when you're when you're writing, when you're creating stuff, do you block out times to do that? Or do you just, whenever the inspiration hits, how do you go about that? It's, it's kind of both. Um, I think my whole life has kind of just so far has been writing and making music when it feels right. Um, but I do want to try having more scheduled times where I sit down and create. Um, and just not have the pressure on it being needing to be anything, you know, amazing or like for sure, like, oh, I know I, I'm going to sit down and write this song and it has to be something I release. I think that's the way I used to create a lot. Mm -hmm. And it would, there would be a lot of silence in between those moments of inspiration. And I, I feel like I don't want to be taking that, those kinds of breaks. Like I just, I kind of want to keep the energy flowing and without judging it too much just like yeah creating things and if they end up not being a song i released then like that's fine too but at least i was enjoying the process of it i think yeah. that's really what i want to be focusing on mm -hmm. do you block out do you have schedule time where you create not exactly for creating but i've been trying sometimes some occasionally I've done that but like being out of school for a couple months and like not having a schedule to of like classes and rehearsals and stuff it's a little bit like if I have things that I need to do then I will try to do that like block out hours in my day to at least start on something 
or something just to feel mm-hmm. to have a little bit more structure but I typically don't like schedules <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I I I used to be like that too I think now because I I think it all kind of changed after I left school as mm-hmm. well it's like I I wasn't really thinking about my day that much I was just like you know whenever I have time I'll just create but now with all this open space it's like yeah I really crave structure now and I feel like it's I I just it really helps me feel good about my day and about myself if I know exactly what I want to be doing every day mm-hmm. and like at what time um yeah that's something I definitely am craving more of yeah. I think <laughs> the older I get and yeah just being your own boss I think that kind of comes with the territory just like gotta make your own schedule yeah but yeah it's, it's great but also it's a little bit difficult sometimes yeah can definitely be daunting for sure yeah because I when I was in Vancouver for like this uh Vancouver International Film Festival they did this conference sort of thing um and so it was a very it was only a weekend so but it was it was very packed and it was like 9 a.m to 9 p.m full of like panels and breakout sessions and it was a lot but it was really nice meeting so many people in the industry and like other musicians other people doing similar things um but like for one like my introverted self I was like I'm I don't need to talk to anybody for like 20 years (laughs) I'm good (laughs) but it was so structured because like like this this two-hour window you're doing this thing and then the next two hours you're doing that thing and then I come home from that and like I'm not moving anywhere I'm like my day starts here and ends right here I'm not like Mm -hmm. meeting anybody it's like a weird transition (laughs) yeah I can understand that and definitely needing like recharge time from having all of that socializing (laughs) and everything so yeah yeah. I hope you're I hope you're finding ways to 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 give yourself that recharge time. Yeah, just doing nothing really. Good. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it was good. So, what is it like having friends doing the same thing in the same field? <laughs> Cuz it's kind of hard to meet other musicians and other people who are similar in like personality or whatever wise. I I am so grateful that I met Kina, Kate, and Marie. Um, prior to meeting them, I really didn't have friends in the industry, I'd say. Like, definitely not people that, like, I felt like I could call them, like, my real friends, I'd say. Like, they're people that I was, like, you know, acquaintances with and, um, you know, just on the surface very, you know, very cordial and everything but um on like a deep friendship level I don't I like hadn't even experienced that kind of friendship with like other friends that I've had and I think it's different because um we have very similar experiences and it's been amazing it's been amazing like having this group of women who I can talk to and get advice from and um just kind of like share our experiences and how we're feeling about things um yeah there there's just this level of understanding that 
I've felt like it's been hard to find with with other people who don't have who aren't like in a creative field like as their primary job or life um and so yeah it's it's been wonderful and I'm so grateful to have that with these with the girls so um yeah it's been really really wonderful yeah because one of my best friends is an accountant and like we can't really relate on the same level of Mm. yeah like we have similar mindsets um and I think like similar drive and whatnot but sometimes like you just gotta rant to somebody about something and like she'll tell me about whatever's going on at work and like I have no idea what any of these words mean but (laughs) sure (laughs) I'll listen I'm here for you but like if I have any sort of like creative thing that I want to talk about like I can't really relate to her with that stuff right I think it's it's great to have um and this doesn't even have to be with music but just like friends like I used to think you know what like with Henry I used to think that like you know he could fulfill all of my like social and relationship needs like I can go to him with anything and he'll be able to like help me out but in reality it's like it's really, I think, good to have different people in your life that you can go to for different things. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll talk to my girls about something that I won't maybe want to go into with Henry. And um, yeah, I think that not relying on one person or, or you know, a, a couple people for everything is something that I found to be helpful for me because it would, yeah, it would just kind of lead to bad feelings and not great not great stuff (laughs) you've done a few video game projects do you want to do more is this something that you're still doing yeah very much so i'm always super psyched to um hear about new projects in the video game world i just like want to be involved in projects like in any way i can i'm very very excited about being um in the video game composing music world and would definitely love to continue doing that like you did gnomes and goblins which is jean favreau's game i didn't even know he made games <laughs> but i mean i didn't either until <laughs> then so. like did they reach out to you or did you or do you find projects and reach out to them or how does that work a lot of the projects that i've gotten is through um this one contact that i made when I went to a PAX convention like four or five years ago, um, I met a a music composer for video games there. And so whenever he's working on a project that needs vocals, he'll shoot me an email and I'll send files over. And um, so a lot of my projects have been through him. Um, there have been some that are just, you know, emails that I've gotten there like, hey, like, you know, would love to have you in this project and I get them that way. I found it pretty difficult to get projects just like asking developers because what I found is like by the time they're at a place where they can promote 
an aspect of the game, they usually have secured music by then. Um, but I'll still be like, if you ever need additional vocals or, you know, mm-hmm. any future projects, you can let me know. Um, but yeah, I am, I'm still trying to navigate that world and figure out the best way for me to be on more projects. Cause it's still, it's still a foreign world for me. I'm, I don't really have that many contacts in this world mm-hmm. and, um, I don't like have a manager that can push for opportunities. So yeah, I, it's still working on that one. Do you think you'll ever get a manager again? Or is that like not in your plans anymore? I, I'd like to, um, I, it's nice right now because I, I have like full control over everything. Not that a manager really changes that, but like in terms of money and stuff, finances, it's like I get to keep a hundred percent again, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I do miss having someone get opportunities for me and just dealing with the technical side of just like, you know, sinks and contracts and gigs mm-hmm. that like is not my forte. Like, I don't know a lot of the language. I mean, I have a lawyer to like look over my documents and everything, but um, I do, it would be really nice to have a manager again who can really help with um, opportunities that I can't really get myself. Like I only have kind of my pool of people that I know that I go to, but having someone more on the inside would be really nice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not like I'm ne- I won't ever have a manager again, but it's also, I'm also just not like making that a top priority at this moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, mm-hmm. just taking it one, one day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you ever just like compose over pre-existing works for fun? I, I did a little bit of that it was like kind of for fun because I really enjoyed doing it, but it wasn't just like whatever. I was making a a video game composition reel. And so I I put up some of like my favorite games and like their trailers and gameplay videos um, and just kind of composed to that. Um, but other than that, yeah, I can't think of another time where I've done that really when just like composing things, but... It's a it's a nice um, activity. Like that's a fun prompt, yeah. To have it's an interesting little challenge sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Do you do that often? Not as often as I would like to, but I did. I did do a composition over Wang Fu Productions trailer of uh, Strangers Never Again. So I did that. I like had mm. their th- trailer muted, and then I composed over it, and then I compared before and after. Um, nice that sounds fun yeah and I, I did that live on twitch which I haven't done a live composition in a while but it, I think it comes back to the whole like wanting to create kind of like on my own <laughs> sort mm-hmm. of thing yeah. yeah that's why I do like mostly silly, silly songs <laughs> that's my hack because yeah I can't I can't touch like emotional stuff when I'm streaming I can't mm. really tap into that. So I just like to keep it light, silly. Right. And that's <laughs> that's the only way I can do it. We love 
we need who said they called it a meme ep oh my god i love that <laughs> when's I, that coming out <laughs> i have to i have to finish all those songs and i, I do really want to put them out in some way it will happen but i'm not sure it would be great when i would love that <laughs> i think also for like trailer wise composing and video game things i haven't ever done like composing over video game trailers or gameplay but i did i have taken like book chapters and used those as prompts to compose which is pretty cool oh that's really cool it's really fun yeah how did you come up with that um that prompt that's really interesting i was reading out of love by hazel hayes and i just it was a like really emotional chapter of like relationships and this individual's growing um it's a love story told backwards mm. and yeah the chapter just i just decided to compose to that chapter to what i felt and it's cool yeah that's really cool. Was it instrumental or were there, did you also write lyrics? It was instrumental. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. That's a cool prompt. I should, I should try, try it. It <laughs> sounds fun. Yeah. I, w I would love to do more of those and like put them out or like do like a whole book or something. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. What motivates you to create? What motivates me to create? Mm -hmm. I'd say if I'm, I mean, the easiest motivation is when I'm, when I f am going through something and I feel like I need to work it out. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a while since I've felt that though. And that's a good thing, I think, because I'm, I'm feeling good, which is great. Um, but I think I used to turn to that as like the main motivation to creating. That's how it all started for me. Mm -hmm. Like in high school, I'm like just writing down my feelings. Angsty teen vibes. <laughs> yes, yes. But now it's more like I think I'm just more inspired by like the way a song feels, I don't really know how to put this into words, but I just like to think of the space that I'm creating and that's what gets me excited. Just mm. like imagining the world and like, I, I like wanting to create a space that someone else can be in. Ooh, I don't know cool. how, Kinda I don't know like, if I'm <laughs> cre like creating another, <laughs> creating another world for people to live in or like yeah, experience yeah. for a bit yes i i think that's that's kind of what i like to try to do um like i don't know i just get this very specific feeling when i'm creating sometimes of like it's not like a place in real life but it's just mm -hmm. like a feeling like it i don't know i can't explain i can't explain <laughs> it um but like it does get me excited to think about someone else listening to that and hopefully being able to be transported in a way to this world that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Because you describe your music as like dream folk ambient music, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I've, I've just always been drawn to that aspect of music. Like I never really listened to lyrics. Mm. I didn't know that movies place songs in their movies according to the lyrics i just thought like oh this is a cool feeling like (laughs) it's interesting they chose this song like i didn't know that i didn't know that people like really listen to the to lyrics and (laughs) get that i just was always interested in like the way the music felt um so i think as a musician that's kind of where i draw inspiration from versus like telling a story with words that's cool i don't think i've ever thought about it that way are you drawn like when you create what where do you find your motivation from and does it start like with music first or lyrics first or how do you like to write song wise I think it all comes kind of at the same time and Mm -hmm. it's all like I'll be playing guitar and humming or like singing gibberish and then it starts to make sense and it's usually it's like experiences or frustrations usually that I have Mm -hmm. it's just easier to write about the negative things I think for me oh Um, same same. like if something's going really well and like I'm really happy and this experience is great then then it's great (laughs) then we move on I don't know Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah but writing it helps it's kind of like journaling in a way but Mm -hmm. song form it comes all at the same time (laughs) yeah that's I think that's how I I kind of like it too even though it's it usually starts music first I'll Mm. also then just like sing some gibberish words and something eventually sticks but yeah um yeah I I could not sit down and write lyrics first I know some people who do that but I yeah I can't I can't imagine me neither they like write like a whole poem (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. they add music to it and they like look up rhymes and words that rhyme with this and that and like it's very structured and mm-hmm. i don't think that's how i write <laughs> yeah i i i just kind of see where it goes i see where it goes <laughs> and usually i don't really know what i'm writing about until like way later in the process mm. um yeah so i i i admire people who can just sit down and like write write a song i think kind of opposite in that way where like if i'm writing a composition or a song like there's already a like a theme or something there's already Mm. something that i'm writing about Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting (laughs) very cool so what do you do when you're not making music (laughs) um I love cooking and baking, so probably I made I made bread the other day. Um was really fun. Um and and embroidering, as you know. I love embroidering. Um so those are like my two main hobbies I'd say. Do you have do you run an arts and crafts club or am I remembering something wrong? Different. Oh, I did. I did for a while. I did a a like craft meetup. I did that for a couple years to meet other people who like crafting and mm. it was it was really nice. I would like bake 
treats and we would have a picnic and um there was it wasn't just embroidering like people were knitting and crocheting and so you could kind of bring whatever project you wanted but then COVID happened and so (laughs) no more no more of that but it was fun it was a fun time that lasted very cute (laughs) very sweet um so there are a couple of patreon questions speaking of covid so eric asked or he said you got married about a year ago expecting to have a proper wedding um happy anniversary um but how are you dealing with putting off such a big thing putting such a big thing on hold for so long um i've been i've honestly been okay with that um because henry and i have not like we never really wanted a big celebration just like it was always going to be just like family and very small like not not a big like i didn't want it to be like a a big celebration Mm -hmm. um so it wasn't like i like was had this dream wedding that i've been waiting for that i've been thinking of since i was planned since you're 12 (laughs) right right so i i i have i've never really like been like dreaming of that mm-hmm. um so that it's been fine with me i think at the end of the day i just like we've been together now for oh my god eight years i don't even know was that last year i don't know i don't know but like it's been so long that like i just know that this is my person and that I want to be with them forever and now we are married and it makes sense to my heart and my brain and I'm just really really happy about that I feel like um I definitely do want to have a ceremony at some point still like a small one just just I know that I would regret it if I you know looking back on my life when I'm older mm-hmm. I would want to have that and I would want to celebrate that with my family um but i'm personally i'm okay with waiting until it's safe again um and we will just celebrate our anniversary every year and that'll that'll be the way it goes is it weird (laughs) that like putting a label on it like you've been together for so long but now you're married (laughs) it's like husband Mm -hmm. and wife is that a weird thing I mean, it's it still like feels weird to say, like if we're in this in a store, and someone's like, I don't know, someone asked me where like I was. Never mind, I don't have to get into it. But I had to say like, oh, I'm looking for my husband, and that feels still weird because it like I feel like that makes me sound older, um, (laughs) which isn't a bad thing. But I feel like people tend to not 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 take me seriously but they think that I'm younger and Mm -hmm. I don't know it's nice because I kind of feel more like adult yeah (laughs) and like I'm a lady and take me seriously which is silly because marriage I mean like what even (laughs) now the labels the labels will take you seriously now (laughs) yeah right um (laughs) but it is nice like I don't know. I think there's just like an added level of 
security in a way that comes with being married. And I mean, I feel the same overall, but there's just like an added like niceness of like unity to our life, which uh, I really like. That's good. <laughs> I I walked into a store with my brother uh, the other day and this and he was trying on some clothes and this lady who was working was helping us she's like there's like some big sale and she was really excited about it and so she was like pulling out all these clothes for us and then she's like yeah I think your husband might like this I was like oh. my husband <laughs> oh is, my god like the first time that's ever <laughs> happened it, no oh I don't my god. I can't see it did you say anything or were you just like okay <laughs> I wasn't sure if I heard her correctly, so I didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then I realized after, or no, she said it like again, and then I was like, "Oh no, he's he's just my brother." <laughs> oh, my God. oh God! Yeah. <laughs> On the opposite end of being happy, Daniel asks, "Do you ever get angry? And what does that look like? What makes you angry?" Um. Yes, I definitely get angry. Um. <laughs> Usually, usually I have not, uh, hmm, I think what makes me, it's not really a thing that makes me angry. It's usually like the way I'm feeling mentally and then little things can make me angry. Mm -hmm. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. So I, like, I, I haven't really talked about this before. I think I mentioned it like once before. But I um, probably have endometriosis um, and the past year has been difficult because I think it's been hard hormonally. Mm -hmm. Like I when I get very, very, very emotional and sensitive um, like around my period. And so that's when the anger comes out. And I hate it because I, I just, it's like an out of body experience. I can see myself reacting to things in a way that I normally don't. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's scary because like, I, it just, it's a very unfamiliar feeling to me. Um, but outside of that, like I can get frustrated about things and, you know, especially if like technology is on my side one day. Yeah, I, that uh -huh. can get me pretty mad. Um, but yeah, I think it's not a side of like seeing my angry side. I don't let people see that really. That's a side that only Henry sees. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very careful about that. I'm very self-conscious about it. I think especially because people don't expect me to yeah. – be upset and angry and loud um and it frustrates me that like that's the way people think about me and that like i'm kind of in this box and anytime i step out of it it's like whoa like who are you and i know that i've put myself in that box though mm -hmm. because i don't share that side openly with other people and i don't talk about it a lot a lot but i think Anger is an emotion that's important and should be expressed in a healthy way mm. um, or it can be expressed in a healthy way. And uh, I think it's uncomfortable 
for people to see and for people to talk about. But I hope that, you know, with, you know, the more conversations about mental health and, and sharing emotions, I hope that it, it won't be such a polarizing thing Mm -hmm. in the future, not excusing like angry outbursts and harming other people or, you know, yeah, not that that's okay. But I think that usually, or at least in my experience, I associate anger with bad and I don't think that has to be true. And I want to kind of learn more about that and effective ways to channel anger Mm -hmm. and yeah not make it be this like really scary emotion to feel yeah when someone gets angry other people get angry for them being angry Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then it just doesn't help it just cycles through and it's it's a difficult thing to talk about and to work through I think right yeah like sure being sad and emotional in that way is becoming more normalized now and people are making Instagram posts of them being sad just to like show that you can be sad but like right yeah nobody really does anger (laughs) yeah I think it's also like it might be ah I, I came across this post the other day about um, this this woman talking about her past relationship and how like the things that she did wrong in the relationship or that she like can see now that she would like to do differently. And some of that was like, you know, addressing her anger and mm. – um, and just like a, a dark side, a darker side of herself that like isn't normally talked about, but it was really nice to see that to someone show a not so perfect side of themselves, like, and going so far as like, you know, hey, I said things I shouldn't have said, I was really angry, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it was comforting to see people talk about that because I often feel like. When I get upset, when I get angry, and I say things I don't mean that like, that's the worst thing in the world. Like, I can't come back from that. You mm-hmm. know, I've said I've said the worst thing and I can't live that down. But the truth is like, people say that like it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens in relationships and it's not something that indicates like you're a bad person, even though that's where I'm, my mind goes. Right. But yeah, I'm I'm hoping that like, like you said, mental health and like depression, anxiety, these things are being talked about in a way that isn't so jarring anymore. And I hope that also happens with emotions like anger too. And yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot though for people to to be vulnerable enough to talk about their emotions or to be like in tune with themselves enough to recognize Mm -hmm. what's going on like this out-of-body experience that you were saying like seeing yourself be angry but then hating that and (laughs) i wish more people it's hard yeah yeah it's hard but like i wish more people could do that (laughs) right right work towards that yeah i think um 
the thing you said about like be being angry about being angry is like is so true and mm -hmm. i feel that like even with you know being sad and depressed like there's this this hate towards it and like i get mad at myself for getting in yeah getting in these feelings getting in these moods whereas if we just like could see what's happening and being like oh like okay hmm i'm upset right now i'm kind of angry right now but i like that in itself is not a bad thing it's just a thing it's just mm -hmm. the way it is right now and i don't have to be upset about it like i think like the added level of anger that comes after the anger is like not helpful and i really want to work on not yeah. getting there i just want to like see it for what it is and just be like okay this is an emotion and emotions are fine to have yeah there's a time recently ish where like i was going through a rough patch and i could see myself going through that and i could see myself being sad and recognizing that that's just what's happening but then i got frustrated about seeing that that's happening and then not being able to do anything about it right <laughs> and so it, it's like it's really meta of like just looking at there's so many layers to it <laughs> yeah there it really is like kind of wild to think about having different perspectives of yourself and like watch, watching your brain work is a really trippy thing yeah. to do because it's like wait don't I control my brain but then you also don't and you can watch it it's like it's crazy it's really crazy we're all but just like chemical reactions <laughs> like, right yeah what do you I don't I don't even know what is I real? don't even know what is life <laughs> who knows who even knows? <laughs> One more question from DJ. Um, how have your experiences been with social media and how are you managing them? Social media. Social media. Yep. <laughs> um, so I'd say... Let me think about this one. Okay, so... I think I go into, I go in like spells, I guess, of like times where I don't really, I'm not really caught up in it. And other times I'm like really caught up in it. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to separate myself from the social media world. Um, I've noticed like many people that it, when I'm in that world, it means I'm usually in a not so great place and I turn to that as a way to like numb my brain mm -hmm. shut off and like just become a vegetable which I don't want to be doing because I know it's not really helpful for me mm -hmm. um what I've done in the past and what I what I do if I'm in a really bad way is like if if there's like an account or post that I'm finding is like triggering to me in a way, then I, I will just mute that account. Um, or if there is like a comment that I find is like, just, just plain unnecessary and rude and mean, I will delete it. Um, 
I used to be like, oh, that's so like, you should never, you know, delete comments. That's like, oh, you yeah. know, but I think I just, I'd rather protect myself than, I don't know. I don't know what the alternative is. It's just like <laughs> having a mean comment up yeah. because I don't know. So, um, yeah, I'm just like not afraid to do it anymore if it just is unnecessary and mm -hmm. is not contributing anything positive. If it's really affecting me, I will just get rid of a comment. Um, I've also have screen time on my phone or mm -hmm. downtime. I'm not sure what it is, but like, you know, screen we can set app time. limits. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's combine them, um, which is helpful. So I can kind of track how long I'm on online and then... I'll get a notification just say like hey mm. type in your password if you want to use this which is very easy to do but it's enough of a, of a reminder to like check in with myself and be like do i really want to do this mm. um and just i think following accounts that are promoting well-being self-care um stuff like that just being able to open up my Instagram and not be bombarded with just like negative negativity mm -hmm. is, is always a plus. So I've been trying to just unfollow accounts that aren't serving me in a good way mm -hmm. and follow accounts that will promote like just a better, better experience for mm -hmm. myself, <laughs> Pro promote better, um, lifestyle. Yeah. Yes. I'm like imagining now just like <laughs> daily quotes of Instagram posts that are just like, mm -hmm. like you can do it. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, even, even stuff like that, I find like is when you get enough of it, it's just like, I don't associate Instagram with something so negative. Like I, I'm doing social media for um, a nonprofit on the side and it's, I'll, I'll probably do like a, a post about it on my main page at some point, but um, cool. that account follows like understand that all these great like self-help accounts and um, life lessons and social emotional learning and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I log in into that account and I see all those posts, I'm like, oh, Instagram is such a beautiful world. Yeah. Like, look at all these helpful tools. Yeah. And then I go on my account and I'm like, mm, oh, <laughs> something's got to change. So mm -hmm. um, I feel like making my Instagram a little bit more like that other account is probably a good move for me. Yeah. I made a separate Instagram account just to follow nice accounts oh, and that's like great yeah and so like it's less clutter and i i don't know how or when this started but there's like this thought of like i can't unfollow this person because i know them in real life and they know me mm. and if i unfollow them maybe they'll know and this relationship is gonna be terrible <laughs> but i don't think that really matters <laughs> It's not like yeah. I've talked to them or anything, but I still feel that sort of kind of pressure or something. And so I just made a whole other account. <laughs> That's smart. That's smart. I I can understand that feeling for sure. And mm -hmm. I think my way around it is just muting accounts. So like 
that too. <laughs> still following, but I can't see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think all in all, I, I'd like to think that people aren't keeping track of that stuff and I don't think they are. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But we're Um, all thinking the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. It's very true. That's crazy. Social media. Or just like fill it with dogs. My friend, my friend was just asking about like the, that search page, the explore page or something where like Mm -hmm. it gives you suggestions up top of posts and like she said hers was like it showed her some really cursed image and so I went to mine to look and I was like the top is is like Siberian huskies husky puppies (gasps) (laughs) I was like I think it's pretty accurate (laughs) oh great (laughs) that's that's a good sign that you're you're following the right accounts yeah if your explore page is like things you love (laughs) that's yeah that's great well thank you so much for being here and talking to me (laughs) thank you for having me it was really nice chatting with you where can people find you on the internet um m-r-e-e marie um do you could just type that in sometimes it's marie music uh but m-r-e-e is my name my artist name (laughs) great thank you (laughs) sure my pleasure